0: Alright, welcome to old school. Uh Jake Huger, Johnny Pie with you. Uh, John, actually, I've been looking forward to doing this with you. It's been a little while. Yeah. I feel like we haven't been on the show together in weeks. I know, right? Look, I like to play bus nuts, but uh, I kinda like you. Oh, uh, by the
1: way, I did hear those bus nuts at the beginning of the first hour. Of course. It,
0: <laughs> I have to do it, because you can't just like I someone, was, you have to razz them. Exactly. You have to just Freedom down. But yeah. yeah, I was using the TYT app, watching live. It was great. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I like that. Okay. <laughs> you know what I like about this coffee cup? I like how it, the TYT's gotten a little battered. Like it's it feels weathered. like the yeah, like the like the distressed. tattered flag that we have, distressed. Yeah, everything we have is distressed. Which, by the way, makes sense. And it it's true. <laughs> if you if you're at the company, you would know distressed. I feel like that <laughs> that flag should be getting more tattered. I know, it's, it's uh, the one we normally have on the Young Turks. Uh, it's, it's hung in there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> in its tattered shape. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, lots of stuff th- to talk about as usual on Old School. Uh, as usual brought to you by the thugs at shoptyt.com. So we're asking you to, by the way, uh, design our next climate shirt. Uh, I think you gotta go to tyt.com slash notice to submit it so that one day it could be on Shoptyt.com uh, So TYT Army shirt, of course there. Uh, that one is not, so that's kind of not yeah, uh, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, Oh, speaking of T-shirts, by the way,
1: yeah, and shop TYT, I actually designed a shirt and submitted it. Really, and I haven't heard anything since <laughs> I submitted it.: Well, it's probably because it sucks.: It probably does. <laughs> it wasn't a climate one. It was something I, I think a fan at a Meetup like literally like three years ago brought it up. But it's just, it's um, we did we did something like this for donuts, I think, at one point. It's uh, TYT. With donuts, but Are they're donuts.
0: Are you kidding me? I yeah. have, I have one of those shirts. First of all, I have every TYT shirt. Second <laughs> of all, my kids love that donut shirt.
1: Yeah, of course. It makes me think like The Simpsons or something. So I did that, except it's pie crust. Oh, like that's the top pretty of a pie. clever. And so I it's like sort of a Johnny Pie shirt, but it doesn't have my face or my name or anything. It's just oh, TYT. No one would buy it otherwise. Um, and nothing.
0: Yeah. Well you know what? If you uh, if we do use your shirt you get a hundred bucks. Ooh. So that'd be a hundred dollars in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty self-serving because it's also marketing for you. Yeah, I can buy some of those shirts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, so uh, I am going to do a little bit of news, uh, old school. You know, it's a little bit more personal, but a uh, couple of fun topics of the news mm-hmm. uh, that I want to start with in a second. Later, I have life epiphanies. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I think I've gotten to such a wonderfully mentally healthy place, which is a thing that mentally healthy people say all the time. All the
1: time. <laughs> all it's the not time. the sign that someone is like desperately clinging to the edge.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think I've gotten there. Yeah. I think I'm mentally healthy now. Yeah. Okay. I can go. For God damn to it. it! I think I am. <laughs> I think I'm good enough. Okay. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Somebody in Houston made the mistake of encouraging me by saying that a life advice that I gave mm-hmm. actually helped them. Oh, and then no. something you remember? The I think I forget if I talked about it with you, but a wonderful viewer of the show tattooed an inspirational quote of mine on her leg. What's the quote? Uh, I forgot. Tick 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 tick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that would be inspirational. <laughs> um, oh, it's Joe from Brooklyn. When I was in New York, I've been traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave me a, a hat um, nice. uh, that says "Tick tick tick Did tick." Did he make it? Yeah, he made it. He wow. made it for Young Turks. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I wonder what someone. I wanted to plug the shop, but he we, he we were, he was running, and he was like, "I oh. ah, don't worry about it and stuff." And, so anyway, bless his heart. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay, uh, so we're gonna save the life uh, revelations for a little bit. First, uh, I Cokie Roberts died today, okay? Yes. Uh, so legendary broadcaster with ABC for an incredibly long period of time, uh, but was with CBS and NPR before that. And I found out today on the day of her death that it was actually connected to young church. Not to death, not but her career, okay? Uh, so how am I gonna get take credit for Cokie Roberts' career? Jesus Christ. Okay. I hope that's not what you're gonna do. No, no. But uh, And I'll tell you how it affected me and then the Twitter reaction, there's a lot of fun things here. Okay. Uh, okay, you know what? I'll give you five seconds to come up with how in the world is Cokie Roberts' career owed to something connected with the Young Turks?
1: Wait, the claim is not just that there's a connection, but that her success is owed. Yes, wasn't she a great success before the Young Turks existed?
0: Yes. In fact, that's a clue. Uh, Your—that's a clue. Wait, that is. Wait,
1: wait. Does <laughs> she know the Mankowitz family?
0: Hey, see the kid's smart. <laughs> I, I knew it. I try. Uh, Ben's dad, Frank Mankowitz.
1: Oh, NPR.
0: Was the first president yes, of NPR of course. and gave Cokie Roberts her first job. Okay, And so- uh, Frank- So you
1: should obviously get the credit.
0: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Frank- Damn it, I was getting there. Frank Mangowitz also fought the Nazis in World War II, for which I also received credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was smart enough to start the network with his son, so there you go. Oh. But I'll tell you, look, uh, I'm gonna tell you quick Frank and Cokie stories. So, so Frank Mangowitz, Ben's dad, uh, is- is a legend. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, he was Bobby Kennedy's press secretary. Uh, speaking of deaths, uh, unfortunately, uh, probably best known for announcing Bobby Kennedy's death, uh, and uh, and he was there with him that night in in, in Los Angeles. There's an interesting story about that. Uh, but he was also uh, McGovern's campaign manager. The title is a little different, but uh, but Frank and, and Gary Hart ran McGovern's campaign, and that was a legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise victory in '72 in the primaries. So he got crushed in, in the general election for a great number of reasons, mainly having to do with his vice president. And yeah. so it's a long story. But uh, no one thought McGovern had a chance, and and Frank um, engineered this miraculous victory in the primaries.
1: Yeah. Hashtag McGovern gang.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. They were the original McGovernsters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, or the McGovernor, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't think he was a governor, so that doesn't really make sense. But still, he was a senator. Uh, and then, so Frank then ran NPR, and he had, at some point ran Peace Corps for Latin America. It goes on and on and on. Uh, and uh, and it was just—it is not a story as much as it was just neat to to know him and to get stories from the horse's mouth, right? Yeah. And so. I remember, you know, when I visited Ben, I'd ask him about, "Hey, how was it fighting the Nazis?" Mm-hmm. because he served in World War II. How was it? I read his book. Yeah, his book's yeah, yeah, great. Yeah.
1: But I've never met him. Yeah. You know, back then, back when I could have, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so uh, and his book is like it's just like Frank, totally no nonsense. like mm-hmm. this is what happened. It's great stories, yeah, and uh, then I killed Hitler. not a big deal
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> It's very casual about things that are more interesting than anything I've ever done or ever
0: will do right. Oh, and I'm not even talking about like growing I thought the first one might be the most interesting when he was growing up in Hollywood and the,
1: the people that he would be around yeah like growing up yeah yeah,
0: because his dad was Herman Manquish who he wrote Citizen Kane mm-hmm. so uh, and so, They happen to be Jewish, uh, the Bankers family. And so everybody would come over for Passover dinner and all the different Jewish holidays, but not just Jewish uh, folks in in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. but, you know, like, oh, Clark Gable stopped by. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, obviously, then, you know, Doris Day did. I don't know. I'm struggling to come up with old (laughs) actors. (laughs) Esther Williams. Esther Williams would come (laughs) by, and then Corn Pop, obviously. (laughs) Okay. He'd pop by. Yeah. Uh Uh, Underrated part of what Biden said was. Uh, then the only white guy working there gave me a chain to hit the black guy with. I don't think you should have told that part of the story. How <laughs> or any part? Yeah. Or, speaking of uh I'll, I'll do. I'll do Josh now. Most people would have left <laughs> that incriminating part of the story out, but you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> so, anyways, the,
1: the rusty switchblade, banging it on the in the, the rain bucket and just, everything.
0: Yeah, Shut and- up, Grandpa, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah well, apparently a lot, but <laughs> anyways, uh, so let me go all the way back to Kogie Roberts. Um, so as a little kid, uh, I watched uh, a bunch of things on, on Saturday and Sunday mornings. So uh, Saturday was my day, you guys are gonna love this, especially my detractors are gonna love this, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, uh, I, I would say to my parents, Saturday is my day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't do work on Saturdays. I don't know when I came up with that, but I love that, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, cuz I was a good student, and mm. I did my chores, I mean, like a week to two weeks late, mm-hmm. but I eventually got around to them, right? And uh, it was like the bane of my dad's existence, having to tell me, take out the trash, take out the trash, when are you gonna mow the lawn? And now it's going you're gonna have to mow it twice, it's gonna take you all day, just mow the goddamn lawn, right? Why don't you to mow it twice? Because it gets so high, like it's just—it's a mess—and then you got to go. Ah,
1: you really do wait a long time, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd wait like as long as I possibly could. When I was a kid, I was lazy. Now I work really hard, but I was so like I'm like a little sympathetic to my kids when they're lazy. I'm like, I've been there, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, anyways. But I, but I earned enough credibility that I could say to my parents, "Saturday I don't do chores or homework. It's my day," and they had gotten me a kimono from Japan because they had gone to a trip to Japan. (laughs) So I'd put on my little yellow kimono. Okay, not a full kimono. It's like I don't know. Anyway. Embarrassing enough already. Yeah, this is bordering on corn pop territory. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then I wrapped a chain around my arm. And no, and then I would I would do either uh, chocolate, and then back then they had banana Nesquik as well. Ooh. Or, but my favorite was strawberry Nesquik. Yeah, so, definitely. Obviously, so I would I get that ready and I'd get, uh, and I sit down and I would watch. <laughs> so these are the shows that I watch: Super Friends. So this starts. Okay. This starts at you know. I have a rough recollection that this tradition started when I was 10 years old, mm-hmm. okay? I don't know if that's true, it could have been 12, I don't remember, right? But um, so, uh, it, I did Super Friends, I did wrestling,
1: oh, I loved wrestling, mm-hmm. right? I agree, but that yeah. period wouldn't have been my favorite, but I oh, get what you're are saying. Are you kidding me? That, that well, We
0: didn't know better. That period <laughs> was the best, it was the best. When rowdy, rowdy Rowdy Piper hit Jimmy Snooker with a coconut, it mm-hmm. was the craziest thing that happened in my life. Have you seen The rock? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like ran over to Khan's house and was like, did you see what Rowdy Rowdy Piper <laughs> did? It was wrong. It was wrong. He shouldn't have done that. Kimono <laughs>
1: flapping in the
0: breeze,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nesquik <laughs> spilling all over the place.
0: So um, Corn Pop, you're never gonna believe this. <laughs>
1: He hit him with the chain.
0: So, um, (laughs) by the way, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, used to do that. Uh, He would roll underneath the. He'd get thrown out of the ring. He'd roll underneath the ring, and there he would cut himself with a rusty blade. Mm -hmm. It wasn't rusty, but he'd cut himself with a blade because then, when because of the sweat, all the blood would come Mm -hmm. all down his face, and so his a lot of the wrestlers, their foreheads were all messed up, like kind of like mine is. Uh, because they would constantly cut themselves, so there'd be blood everywhere. Like, oh no, he got hit by the chair! Oh no, the American Dream—it's a nightmare for him. Okay, so all right, so wrestling, uh, Abbott and Costello. Okay. Wow, how's this for eclectic? Those, those were old episodes at that point yes. that you were watching. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I wasn't actually Biden and yeah. uh, Corn Pop Age, right? <laughs> but there were reruns of Abbott yeah, and yeah. Costello. The, who's on first? Probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in it's my still life. Still pretty good. Yeah, you can watch it today, who's on first? And be like, oh, you that's watch pleasant. that high, and I dare you not to laugh. Yeah, you won't okay. even know who's on first. Yeah, no, you know what? I just talked myself into getting high and watching <laughs> it. Kimono, weed, <laughs> oh, totally. who's on first? <laughs> Strawberry Nesquik. <laughs> uh, McLaughlin report, okay, so John McLaughlin, that's where we get bye-bye from. No, no I know, but- Yeah, all the we, way back then, yeah. Super Friends Wrestling, The report. <laughs> McLaughlin report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Sundays, I'd watch This Week, I'd watch, and because- You're 10? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I was like, that's why I said, I don't remember perfectly it was 10 or 12, but it was young, okay? Um, wow. And and so, and I didn't like Meet the Press, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. like the others. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I loved, uh, back then it was with David Brinkley, but he would bring in uh George Will, Sam Donaldson, and Cokie Roberts, Mm -hmm. and I thought they were the dream team. So I was, I'd get so excited, right? And and back then I'm a little tiny annoying Republican in a kimono. It's It's just so weird. I know, right? So I was like, oh, George is right about everything. But you know what? Cokie's a voice of reason. Okay. How much of this were you following at 10? You were just, you were on it. I know, I swear to God, I was on it. I did not
1: give one thought to politics until freshman year of college, probably. Really? I'm actually surprised by that. I had developed political values, but I had no idea about it. No one in my family ever talked about politics. I didn't know anything about politics. I didn't know what part of the president was with, anything.
0: Oh, the first time I ran into Fred Barnes, I was like, Fred the Beatle Barnes! And he's like, okay. (laughs) I don't even get that reference. You see that, I'm so old now, I'm such a, what what do the kids call me, a boomer? (laughs) Uh, I don't think you're a boomer. Yeah, but they derisively call me that nonetheless. Um, Milo got banned from a furry convention, did you hear about this? I I heard that, I
1: hate to see it.
0: So I thought He shall yiff no more. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, what's yiff?
1: You don't remember?
0: Yeah, that is an
1: yes, old school yes, TYT yes. Cut reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yiffing. It's the it's the sensual touching of the furry.
0: Not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh no, are you kidding me? Like you know, I, I, so I thought it's a furry convention and they didn't invite Anna yet, and not because Anna's a furry, but because Anna's <laughs> been so oh, oh, I'm not saying Obviously. that. I'm not saying she's into yiffing. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Um, could you imagine if there was a GIF of her yiff? <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Internet broken. Anna enraged. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably watching this right now. Uh, hashtag Anna's watching. Um, so uh, no, because uh, she she is a, a fierce advocate for the furry community. Yeah, yeah I remember, I remember. Yeah, yeah. She's even very she, open minded to them. Yeah, even though she's not in the furry community, she, she's like the, the Jewish rabbis who would uh, march with the civil rights protesters. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, would, would march with Dr. King and bring the Talmud. Yeah. That's what Anna is. She, she goes to furry conventions with the Talmud. No, she right. just
1: holds like a bunch of fur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: so she defended them. I'm surprised that they haven't gotten her a big speaking fee at a furry convention, like the legendary Anna Kasparian, defender of the furries. Hmm. That actually sounds pretty good. Long yeah. live her name, Anna Kasparian, defender of the furries. We'll have to talk to her about that. See yes. what she thinks, but. Anyway. Yeah, that's um, sad. So they had to kick him out. I don't know if Milo is even a fur, he's like- No, no, I, of course he's, of he's course just not. going there to do his thing. Yeah, but what I like is, and no offense to the furries, and I am not the defender of the furries, Anna is. Although I got no beef with you, I'm a lib, God bless your heart. <laughs> Chicken, rabbit, bear, whatever you got, go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that he probably like tried every convention. And like, oh my God. what was the gaming convention you went to? Gen Con. Gen Con. They're like, no chance. No. <laughs> right? And he's down at the furry convention. He's like, can no, I get a don't. furry? Can I get a furry? Is it okay? Can I come to the furry convention? Let me go somewhere. Yeah. I heard that he was online complaining to whatever is left of his followers yeah. about how broke he is. Yeah. Oh, that felt good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, yeah, just get a, get a regular job. Wait two years, and then you can start going to whatever convention you want as a regular person. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I hear Burger King sign.
1: Burger King too. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, contribute yeah. to society in a normal way for a
0: while. You guys see, the blow, of course. But you know what? I the, uh, I am going to get back to Cokie Roberts. I'm going to get back to everything. It's mm-hmm. old school, okay? Um, so, uh, oh, I have to get back to Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I have a oh, think about okay. That actually, I'm going to write that down because I love that guy so much uh, as a heel. Um, so. Uh, he, what 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 it proved to me on the Milo thing is that, uh, I mean I know this, but it was a good example of it. You take the billionaire money out, they don't have actually any fans. Mm-hmm. So like you think, oh he lost his fans because you know he uh, Buzzfeed revealed that he was working with white supremacists. That wouldn't lead him to lose fans. Okay, mm-hmm. not in the alt right community where he was a rock star. That doesn't necessarily lose your fans at all, right? And then, oh, he seemed to be advocating for pedophilia on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, that'll lose you a couple of, like, you know, evangelicals, but that's a maybe. They supported Roy Moore. Trump's a creep, whatever, right? Uh, No, once, like, it wasn't the fans he lost, Mm -hmm. it was the billionaire money he lost. So they're like, oh, that's toxic. Let's just give it to someone who might agree with those things, but not say it out loud. Right, and so without the billionaires propping them up, they got nothing, they have nothing. They have barely any fans, See, they, I don't have think no they have no way of making nothing.
1: money. I think there are people who like the false sense of superiority that they get from watching a show like Ben Shapiro or something. I think there are people like that. But that doesn't mean he wasn't lifted up by billionaire money. And what is clearly, we've talked about this before, we're not gonna go in depth or anything. But for him, for Prager, you, for all of that. They get millions of dollars in advertising on Facebook. I mean, that's that's really significant. It's a good idea. If you got the money, you should do it. Lots of shows no, do. But I mean, the idea that they would be where they are if they had to organically grow an audience, that's inconceivable.
0: Look, all of it is total nonsense. So I read an article about PragerU, uh, they have a $23 million budget. Does that mean they make $23 million a year? Don't no, make, they don't have to make anything. No. Republican billionaires give them over 20 million. Maybe they earn two, right, mm-hmm. and get 21. I don't know what the proportion is, but the overwhelming majority is just gifted to them. Yeah. It's socialism for right wing pricks, and so they don't earn it. It's not capitalism. On the left wing, you got to earn everything. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. giving you free money for nothing, okay? So, but they go, hey, Prager, why don't you go tell people how great tax cuts for the rich are? Yeah, and then you can tell them whatever the. Else you want, I don't really care, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, tell them this, tell them that, tell them about oh, family values. Yeah, I'm paying you the 20 million for family values. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your family values or my family values, nor do I have any. Just tell them about the goddamn tax cuts, okay? Because yeah. I get return on investment on that, and it is a logical thing, and they do get return on investment anyway. They're all socialists, uh, mm-hmm. and they're all deadbeats anyway. <laughs> socialists and deadbeats are not the same thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Okay, I'm done with Milo. Let's go back to Koki Roberts. Uh,
1: so, I'm sure I, she would love that. On the day of her passing, she's being bandied back and forth between <laughs> Milo and her. Yeah,
0: sorry, Koki. Um, so, I loved it growing up, and I was a dorky little kid, as is already quite evident. And so, I, you know, it was saddened me to see that she died today. And so, I said something on Twitter right before this show, actually, and and I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, of course. Well, some things are nice, and then of course, like she was an empty suit and a chill and I'm like, guys, she was 75. Mm -hmm. Like she was relevant a couple of decades ago, along with me and Corn Pop, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can we just give it a rest for a second? Let her, (laughs) let her cool off a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. She came up in a very different system that was obviously already, still is, incredibly hostile to women journalists, but it was you know even worse back then. Like yeah, like and to give you an idea of the sort of person who feels the knee-jerk need to do that, Michelle Malkin was attacking Koki Roberts today. Of course, today. like there is only there's one person it's acceptable, and he, he's still in the Oval Office. You can do it when he dies, but other than that,
0: just no, give, no, it no. sec, give it a sack.
1: Give it a sack.
0: No no, and I don't even mean it like that. Look, you want to go after Dick Cheney after he dies? When Roger Ailes mm-hmm. died, you want to throw a party? I hear you, right? Uh, you shouldn't root for their death, but once the death has naturally occurred, I leave it to you to do anything you like with it, okay? But Cokie Roberts is not Roger Ailes, for mm-hmm. Christ's sake. I mean, at most, you would have a slight beef to pick with her, right? right? So, like, can we just. Or a disagreement with her, right? And just leave it at that. Right. So, just let people have their memories for a second, just yeah. let people be decent. And so. And if you're a progressive, don't be a right winger. Right wingers like Michelle Malkin attacking Cokie Roberts when she dies is not unusual. Mm-hmm. Like That's par for the course cuz they're jerks, right? That's what their career is, is going from yeah. one statement like that to another. But if you're a progressive, I get it that you wanna go after Ailes, even John McCain for all the wars he started, et cetera. But Cokie Roberts didn't start any wars. Mm-hmm. She's like, at worst a shade away from benign, mm-hmm. right? So and by the way, too, I, w- I would say, like, first of all,
1: you, you can do whatever you're I honestly, I really don't care. But I try to think, like, people who are, too, like, in some ways, like, sort of my political, like, you know, role models in some respect, in terms of politics. Like, I try to imagine would Bernie say something like that? Mm-hmm. Would AOC say something like that on the day of yes. her death? No. No way. Bernie no. would never say that. Of course not.
0: Yeah. And so, um, anyway, last thing about it is. Uh, so uh, no, actually we had one. Alice Sharpton then <laughs> co- uh, apparently was on air and called her Cookie Roberts or Cookie Cookie co- Roberts Cookie Roberts, which is an understandable
1: mistake. I guess. Yeah, do he also that. put him a picture of the wrong
0: woman. Don't do that. I, <laughs> it's an honest mistake, but like if you're gonna go on air, yeah, yeah. somebody prep him, right? Yeah,
1: well, you, would th- I would expect that he would be more familiar with her. I'm honestly not that familiar with her.
0: Yeah, but. Sharpton's older than I am. He should mm-hmm. be more familiar with Coquelin. He Roberts. would have seen more of her over the yeah, decades yeah. and stuff. Probably talked to her yeah. a number of times. Yeah. Super last thing is that what John said. I want just want to really, really emphasize for that little ten-year-old boy or twelve-year-old boy, whatever I was, to see a woman on the panel as if it was the most normal thing in the world. Yeah. That makes a giant difference in the culture. It isn't about me, obviously. It's about. All the 12-year-old boys, okay, fine, there was three of us, uh, who are watching <laughs> this week, right? Uh, or all the, the the boys and the girls that were watching those programs, growing up, we didn't know women weren't supposed to be on political panels, mm-hmm. like before Cokie and, and, uh, and others broke through. Um, uh, Eleanor Clift is another great example, mm-hmm. right? And she used to be on the McLaughlin Report. She was the first celebrity guest I ever had on my Cable Access show. Really? Yes, she was oh. one of the first big name guests we ever had on the Young Turks. So to me, having Eleanor Clift on was a huge deal. Yeah. Having Sam Donaldson on, which oh, wow. we did, was a huge deal for us back when we were doing radio. And so it's important for her to have been a leader in that and a trailblazer cuz, it set expectations as it's perfectly normal. Yeah. Which it should be. Yeah. But it, we, we were barely getting there at the time. But the kids like still, me didn't know it. It's still a gigantic issue. Right.
1: Um, and it's just one, one aspect. It would be nice to see more progressives on those sorts of panels. Yeah, to now. know that that is actually normal. The people that actually think like this are normal too. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, obviously things are better than they were in the 80s, but still in any
0: number of different ways, it's yeah. still really bad. Yeah, I mean, when Crystal Ball is on Bill Maher's show, mm-hmm. and she actually stands up to him, it's like borderline shocking. Mm-hmm. Even on Bill Maher's show, almost no progressives are allowed on. Like, yeah, like maybe Michael Moore or something—big yeah. celebrities in their own right.
1: right, not people who are known for the strength of their, you know, their opinions and thinking and writing and all of that about politics.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So, okay. Rest in peace, Koki, and thank you Mm -hmm. for helping me uh, to have a better view of the world, okay? Uh, Go ahead and yell at me now. Uh, Okay, (laughs) so now another fun political uh, story. So Lindsey Graham tweets out, did you see this about the Iran thing? He says, the measured response by President uh, Donald Trump regarding the shooting down of an American drone was clearly seen by the Iranian regime as a sign of weakness. Uh Uh-oh, you shouldn't have said that. Okay. So there's a hold on, there's a silver lining- Shocking, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so what he's trying to do is still be reverential to, to uh, Trump like, it, it was a moderation and mm-hmm. good for Donald Trump and wonderful and stuff. But the sons of bitches in Iran saw it as a sign of weakness. But Trump's not gonna let that you sit. You use
1: the word weakness in of relation course, to Trump, that's-
0: Of course, of course. You're done. So Trump then quote tweets him and he's like, no, Lindsay. It was a sign of strength that some people just don't understand. That's it. Okay, he can't help himself. He's such an unbelievable child. So okay, that's where a thousand percent used to that. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. No, what I like is the only silver lining of Trump's administration is how he constantly unmans the other Republicans. Mm-hmm. So like, it hasn't happened yet, but it will. Where Lindsey Graham, like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry, your, mm-hmm. your highness. Uh, I, I did not mean weakness. I meant great, great, great strength, of mm-hmm. course, your highness. Please attack Iran. Uh, my bank account's running low. Please, the <laughs> military industrial complex is beating me nightly. Uh, okay, but please, I beseech you, can I please play golf with you? I mean, the things that Graham said about Trump when they Before. were- Before? When they were running against each other for it like three seconds. It should be
1: unrecoverable. Like, but it, look, right now, I think what's playing out is a battle between his lifelong drive to send American soldiers to die in unnecessary wars, and the fact that he doesn't want Trump to start talking about him at his rallies in a negative way. Yeah,
0: And so we'll see which of those is a stronger impulse. But that's, that's what I'm enjoying. That's the, the Ted yes. Cruz's and the Lindsey Graham's of the world being like, I, 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 I'm, I'm strong. Oh, I beseech you, Donald, I beseech you. Okay. <laughs> you, what should I call you? What is politically correct to call them? I can't say one word, okay? But They would say betas. Yes, they would say betas, okay. Perhaps there's
1: some soy for those boys. <laughs> stupid, it's dumb, but that's what they say.
0: Yes, I was thinking of another word, but still, but I'm old school. <laughs> um, soy boy Lindsey Graham. <laughs> it's so <laughs>
1: stupid. It's so dumb.
0: Uh I you know, I, I will say you know what Trump is saying is unacceptable and that is not what the mm-hmm. Republican Party stands for. This is in the primaries. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna show him and go blah blah, blah. I you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you'd think that corn pop threatened them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Three guys whip out the straight blades. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah,
0: it's I, you know it's I got funny. my um Soundboard here, which I don't normally have in old school. Did, do you have Corn Pop on it? Uh, no, but Bart does. Corn uh, Bart- Bart- he- Pop was a bad dude, <laughs> and he ran a bunch of bad
1: boys. What is that <laughs> voice he's doing, uh, except that
0: we all know. He ran a bunch of bad boys. He said that as if it was supposed to be menacing. Uh, <laughs> so so who's, gonna, who's the first out there
1: to do the indie short? Joe, the ballad of corn pop. You
0: get someone oh, to play yes. Joe Biden, you act it out. Oh my God, where's Brett Ehrlich when you need
1: him? Oh my god, Brett, any part that lets him put on a swimsuit. He's oh, gonna want to yes, do he can and a play. chain, a
0: fake chain. Oh my god. I don't know if we can do the racial roles. Like, so Brett can play Biden. I I No, no, this just, isn't actually a good idea. It's ridiculous. No, no, I kind of love this idea. I'm playing the role of corn pop. I apologize, (laughs) that was my bad. Can I play corn pop? (laughs) No, you can't play corn pop.
1: No, everything is terrible. Uh, And, And how it's the corn pop thing, in addition to what he said at the last debate, was an opportunity for people to have a national conversation about Biden's habit of saying and doing things that are at best racially insensitive. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah. A few people did great work in breaking it down on social media and certain news sites and stuff like that, but but you want to go to the board,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, having a soundboard here is very dangerous. What do okay. you got? I'm not saying that this is connected to the Lindsey Graham story at all. I'm not saying that, okay?
1: You're a pirate bitch. You're a bitch. That's For that's legal. Legal.
0: Do you remember this, That's the this, uh, what was his name, uh, not Doogie Howser, yeah, LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. He got drunk and he was yelling at a, the cop, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't you think bitch. about Shia LaBeouf on a funny show. Leaks, you're a bitch. <laughs> Why does our society lift up the worst people?
0: <laughs> okay, all right, listen, you two folks, we love you. I got a story by Corey Lewandowski, I got epiphanies, I got everything for you. TYT.com slash join. You could also get the podcast version for free if you want. It's an hour long. Go check that out. Rate it five points, whatever the stars, pops, whatever it is that the kids do. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody else stay right here. Okay. So. Um <laughs> the whole thing is just,
1: it's just awful.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know what Corn Pop said? Time to knuckle up. What's that? That's Ojeda. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Time to knuckle up, okay. Um, You know Trump says such crazy insane stuff. Like, wait, this one. Sarabees. No, no, but this one is. Kibar, Trump Sarkar. You
1: remember that we used to play that all the time. Yeah, that was during the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those were better times. Okay. Anyways.
0: um, Oh. Really fast.
1: Can I say the rowdy because we're talking about you know like really muscular people or whatever? Yeah, the rowdy rowdy Piper thing.
0: You can, but let me see. Anna has (laughs) tweeted, not tweeted, texted us. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm watching, and I and I I believe in freedom, including the freedom from judgment. (laughs) (laughs) I also agree with that. Um, Okay.
1: So he was. So I watched wrestling for like a three year period, but it was after. It was. It was. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Christian Edge, Lita, like those sorts of people. To be fair, that was a good era. It was a great era. Oh, God, I missed it. I can't can't start watching it again or whatever. But if I could do, you know, like, this is gonna make no sense to you, but in massively multiplayer online role playing games like Warcraft or whatever, Mm -hmm. it'll come out, and then every six months to a year, they'll release new stuff, and the game will change, and then it'll happen again, it'll happen again, it'll happen again. And over a ten-year period, people will be like, "I miss the early years." So the thing that's happened now is they're starting to let you play like it was in the beginning. I want that for wrestling. I want a schedule where each week they play SmackDown and Raw in like the time it's supposed to be, but starting in like 1999 or something.
0: Well, that's that would actually, be awesome. So wait, so. I've had business conversations with WWE, which is kind of interesting. You Have because they also have a subscription business. They do one that is far more popular than ours. They
1: have that huge <sighs> library of a million videos. In everywhere. fact,
0: we talked about their library, and, mm-hmm. and part of the reason why their subscription business is so successful is because people do what you just dreamed of, right? They start watching from a point, and they they just go back and start watching. So I can do this raw, you know, and etc. I might do that. Yeah, see, that's kind of a fun idea, right? Like, I think Seinfeld's moving to Netflix. It is, yeah. And I didn't have Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, you know, they're overpaying for Seinfeld, and Steve Bannon gets rich every time they pay. So, so does oh, Seinfeld and Larry David, right? And I love that Larry David's, I mean, but he has, they have plenty of money, but Bannon gets paid every time, too. Yeah, that's so, unfortunate. Uh, anyways, so Netflix Fuck. apparently paid over $500 million for a show that happened decades ago. About nothing. About literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this show. Yeah. Could you imagine? Speaking of the American Dream, you got to get George Costanz okay. on the show. Well, I had actually the third person who was. This is such a thing that the Young Turks would do. A person who was the third in charge of Seinfeld. I, I did uh, interview with him on TYT interviews. I might
1: recognize them because I watched a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 Oh, but and he showed up like. Disheveled, looking like Bernie Sanders a beard. on vacation, everything. Like uh, okay. beard. I don't remember beard or not, but like long hair, uh-huh. Hawaiian shirt, shorts, uh-huh. sandals, whatever. And I'm like, you got enough money forever, right? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, so is it fair to assume that f- given are z- zero? Uh, you know, a question along those lines. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I don't care about it. Anything anymore? (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't since '97, '98. Right, right, right. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds so good." He lives in a mansion. He lives in a mansion in LA, and he goes wherever he wants, eats whatever he wants. God, that's so amazing. That's
1: true, but you wouldn't not care about anything. You'd buy your mansion, you'd fill it with everything you want, you'd sit on the couch, and then you'd be like. So I gotta make a video. I gotta talk about something. Yeah, like you, uh, two minutes tops.
0: Hundred percent. But <laughs> but just let me have my dream, Joe. Okay. You can okay. It.
1: Um, but so uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper. So he wrestled before my time or whatever. The only exposure I had to him, other than knowing the name, because even if like the the, the historic wrestlers, you know who they are basically. Sometimes they'll show up. They'll do like a raw or something. Anyway, um, he was on an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Where they they wrestled for the troops. It was awesome. I love that show. I don't know why it's not the most popular show ever. But um, anyway, uh, he was great in it. And then the next time I saw him was like a month or two ago on John Oliver's show. Did you see his thing about the WWE and about wrestling? No, I didn't see it, no. It was fascinating. So he went in to basically all of the ways that these wrestling companies screw over their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. In terms of their contracts, like they're the original Uber. Like. These people aren't employees. Way
0: worse, I think.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Um, and so it's like a combination of Uber and the military. While you're working there, you're literally nothing. You have no rights whatsoever. You have to work nonstop. Um, no matter what, we're gonna get you addicted on pain pills and everything. Like uh and and you're not you're not going to get any real pay and then once you're done with what will be the rest of your life which probably won't be very long of health problems you're on your own we give you nothing or whatever or almost nothing and so he had to start doing crowdfunding for like medical expenses like this guy that like millions and millions of millions of Americans know about and remember fondly and everything was left with nothing after decades of abusing his body for that company. And John Oliver did this amazing in-depth thing about it, going back through all of Vince McMahon stuff, and Vince McMahon comes out of it looking horrendous. Um, but yeah. anyway, it's just like an, a great example of like that thing that's become so standard in America. It's affecting people like that that you think of as being well off. I would have imagined he had money.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they were actually, in a sense, the original digital media, where you're really mm-hmm. famous but have no money. You have nothing <laughs> whatsoever. <with> <Yeah. laughs> so uh, everything awful in the world connects back to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Because of course, Donald Trump put as the head of a small business administration, Linda McMahon. Yep. Who runs the WWE along with Vince McMahon, her husband. And he, he has appeared on wrestling? That's right. And so him appearing on wrestling, I don't have a problem with. but. Mm. Uh, Cuz I don't like to do it.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you still like to?
0: Yeah, uh, but Linda McMahon, the McMahon family is are heels in real life. Oh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they played heels, obviously, in, in, in the wrestling world. No, but in real life, they're awful, mm. awful. I mean, so because you have all that money, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars they have now. You couldn't have paid Andre the Giant. Yeah. You couldn't have paid all those guys. Like if you doubled their pay, what would you have? 85 million uh-huh. instead of a you know 215 million? No way. You'd probably have 205 million instead of 215 million. I don't know what the number yeah, is. It would make right? no
1: difference whatsoever to your yeah. actual life.
0: And so it's not like well we had to crush them otherwise the business wouldn't succeed and then we took off. No, no, you never paid them even when mm. the business took off, right? And then you never went back and paid them. You never made their lives any safer. All those stunts were way too dangerous, etc. And yet it's un... and we... and the band played on. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. They're oh yeah, the people who run that are are horrible people. Oh, they're now in government. Great. Why? Because they gave money to Donald Trump. So and they're, they're rich. They're, yeah. And they're rich. So being rich absolves you of everything in America. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you got there. Oh, the Koch brothers—they originally their dad got the money by working with Stalin. Oh, but they're rich. Who cares? Who mm-hmm. cares? Right? Oh, it's Donald Trump's dad was potentially in the Klan. Ah, but he's rich. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Oh, with this we know for a fact—you know—the Klan thing is probably true. Only a little bit speculative. Like, mm-hmm. hey, was he really at that event, etc. But he did housing discrimination writ large. Yeah. Uh, purposely, and if you were a black family who tried to get housing, he would not allow it. You uh, caught by the government, had to pay a big fine, and then still resisted. So, his dad, an awful racist person, yeah. right? And uh, oh, but he's rich, so yep. it's okay. His grandfather seems like a more likable guy. Uh, originally, the Trump family got rich by running brothels. Mm-hmm. Okay, no joke. Look it up, uh, yeah. and so. <laughs> but out, out west, It was yeah, out west yeah. during the expansion. Oh, the yeah. Koch brothers, not Stalin. They originally, um, one of the ways that they uh, increased their fortune in the beginning of Coke Industries after their dad had passed away was they stole from Native Americans. They mm. skimmed the oil off and, and got caught by the government. And that's how they learned to bribe government officials. Uh, they then started uh, contributing. Uh, to campaigns and started doing the think tanks. That's why Charles Koch built most of the right wing think tanks in Washington, okay. so that uh, he could just buy off uh, government. And then, hey, look at that, there are no cops left, Yeah. and the robbers are left to run the place. Yeah. So it got depressing there. So let's go back. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, with Seinfeld, I want to go back and watch from the beginning because I actually I don't think. I think I saw everything after from season two on, mm. but I think I've only seen one or two of season one.
1: Oh, really? But I never every episode, so many times. But
0: I never watched Seinfeld reruns on TV because mm-hmm. the chance was like an 89% likelihood that I was going to run into a rerun that I'd already seen, and I don't. I hate seeing things a second time. Oh, okay, we're very different people. Yeah, I could <laughs> tell. Yeah, that <laughs> you like seeing things. Uh, I second. mean, the
1: first season's the by far the worst. That's true for so many comedies. I know, but at but least I geez. didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. watch it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah. all right, let's see what happens. Uh, all right, so- um, They all follow that same sort of arc. mm hmm yeah. By the way, uh, McCarthyism also connects to Donald Trump. Uh, Roy Cohn was a lawyer for Joe McCarthy, did McCarthyism. Then Donald Trump was like, well, that's a good guy. I like that vicious son of a bitch who ripped the country apart was Trump's first lawyer Roy Cohn. He's such a He's bad a guy. guy. He's a good guy. He's the patient zero of ass. I think he should lead us all. <laughs> <laughs> but John in the post game I in and, and a little bit in the show today on the Young Turks I talked about they're so screwed. They're like they're they're on the precipice of losing Texas. Ted Cruz is in a panic. Okay, I they're hope. gonna lose Georgia. They've pretty much already lost North Carolina.
1: I, they they have some cards up their sleeves, in Georgia and in Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's not, and they've they the system is set up in a way that benefits them in a lot of different ways.
0: Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> Get the hat. Once they <laughs> lose North Carolina, Georgia, obviously, Florida is actually surprisingly hung in there for them because of. Uh, migration and demographic mm. shifts, et cetera. But Florida, they got, what are they going to be down to South can't, Carolina, you can't lose Alabama? Texas. Yeah. You, no, once they lose Texas, it's over. It's too, it's like literally, like the party stimulus? is dead. People think, oh no, parties can't die. That's crazy. They can get reborn as a different party, they could yeah, change yeah. their ideology completely. But this uh, protects white male party Mm -hmm. that the Republican Party has been for the last 50 years. Not just during Trump's southern strategy, the whole thing, right? Yeah, That party is dead once they lose Texas, it's over,
1: okay. And I think it'll be overall very good for the country if they were forced to radically reshape themselves.
0: Yeah, and then wait till we get money out. Okay, anyways, all right, last political thing. I gotta get to the epiphanies. All right, just another fun one, super quick, Corey Lewandowski. Uh, so today he testifies, and he's. they said, well, look, it looks like you said in the, in the when you talked to the special counsel uh, that you lied on, on air, that you admitted that to the special counsel. So when you were on MSNBC and said such and such, was that a lie? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't know, they lie, so I lie, I do it all the time, I don't care. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but- I have no
1: obligation a- to be honest to the media.
0: Yeah, in fact, I, I think I have it here. Yeah, I have no obligation to be honest with the media cuz they're just as dishonest as anybody else. I have no obligation to candid conversation with the media, just like they have no obligation to cover me honestly and they do it all the time. nihilism. Okay, but wait, this is my favorite part. Then Burke, one of the lawyers here says, you're admitting on national television, you're lying. I have been inaccurate on many occasions and maybe I was inaccurate that time. But what's the difference? They're still gonna book him. That's exactly what I wanted to get to. So he just told you on the record, mm-hmm. in sworn testimony, I have not only have I lied, I have lied on numerous occasions, and I have no compunctions about it. Mm-hmm. So if you put Corey Lewandowski on air, understand that there's an excellent chance he's gonna lie to your audience. And if you're cool with that, okay, you're cool with that, mm-hmm. but that's what's gonna happen. Well, they're definitely cool with that. They gave Jeffrey Lord a job. They
1: paid him to do that. They have Sarah Ogby Sanders on. She lied. That was revealed in the Mueller. She had to admit that as well. They have Kellyanne Conway on. They don't seem to mind it. Yeah. Maybe, best case scenario, they think that it's serving some sort of other good.
0: Yeah. But. So, by remember. the way, right after the testimony, Corey Lewandowski on Fox News. <laughs> but they're like, oh, no, you're lying on our behalf. That's fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Come on back. Also started up that website for his Senate run, or whatever. Yeah, where's he gonna run for Senate? I don't remember. I saw New a Hampshire? headline. but I don't remember. Yeah. I think it might be New Hampshire, I'm mm, not sure. I'd love to run against him. <laughs> uh, not as a person, but like as an like, uh, advisor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not as a person, but as a furry. Uh, <laughs> or a scaly. Or a corn pop. Uh, uh, all right, so let's do life epiphanies, right? So I hope you're sitting. This one's gonna blow you out I of the am. water. Okay. Um the only person in your head is you. Ta-da! You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. They all disagree, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you want more? Oh, okay. Uh so here's what I mean by that. Uh, we're social animals, so uh we are always looking to see what other people's reactions are of us, and and then having that inform what we think of ourselves. And so that's very normal, it's also very unhealthy, Uh okay? And that creates neuroses, insecurities. Even Marcus Aurelius back in the day uh, talked about you're worried about what someone said to you, and that person 15 minutes ago was thinking how much they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, and- They might not even remember saying it to you. Yeah, and so, so this wisdom is of course, you can be shocked to find out, not created by me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's mostly cribbed from the script for a gladiator, uh, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, what we do in life
0: echoes, echoes in eternity. eternity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in this life. Or the next.
0: Right. That's when he's starting yeah. to killed.
1: Um, so- Unleash hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be my tattoo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There is a real Marcus Aurelius, okay? And he's actually- <laughs> There's a
1: real, <laughs> yeah. great, great books, by the way. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so some- signal. Unleash hell. <laughs> you know, it's a good, um, good movie. Part of the reason it's I named cool. Pro uh, his middle name Maximus, mm-hmm is because I looked up Marcus Aurelius, cuz I love Marcus Aurelius, mm. and uh, and his teacher was Maximus. Mm, and I was okay. like, whoa, if you're the teacher of Marcus Aurelius, that's some right there. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Prometheus is for courage and Maximus is for uh, wisdom. Knowledge, yeah, wisdom. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so anyways, no, but Marcus Aurelius just talked about that portion of it. Uh, and of course, he had a billion other things he said that were so incredibly smart and uh, and it's amazing that he knew all that stuff back then. um yeah, yeah, but- no internet. <laughs> I don't
1: know how I don't know how anyone knew anything, and for the most part, nobody did. But yeah. there were some pretty smart people in some good libraries, yeah.
0: Uh, people might be surprised to find out slash not care at all uh, that uh, my probably I don't know who I guess Marx really is number one, but second favorite philosopher is uh, Nietzsche. <laughs> see see it I mean I he guess you can
1: learn from a lot of different sources yeah
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> <laughs> so Nietzsche is considered more right-wing and informed Ayn Rand and has a Superman theory etc mm-hmm. no I'm not into any of that okay? okay but the stuff he says about God that's pretty true well mm-hmm. and okay although I do love that shirt God is dead, Friedrich Nietzsche. That's a quote, right? Mm-hmm. And then right underneath it says, <laughs> Nietzsche is dead, God. Yeah, <laughs> no. oh, I like it, though. I like it. i give you that one, uh, Theus. Um, <laughs> so, um, but super fast point.
1: I think if you took someone from like a thousand years ago and you brought them to today, one of the things they'd think is weirdest is what we choose to put on our shirts. Uh huh. Like I'm talking about, like yeah, sure. That that's supposed to be funny or deep or whatever. But it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. But like these sort of like, you ever go to like, um, Walmart and there will be a section of T-shirts that are just like the theme is quotes that are aggressively insulting the person reading the shirt. Oh, that's a good theme. (laughs) I don't know what. Yeah. There's tons of them. It's just like, <laughs> I got no time for you morons today. Now, this isn't insulting anyone, this is supposed to be solidarity. But yeah, it's like, yeah. like yeah, you jackass, you looked at me. I don't know why that's a thing, <laughs> but it's very
0: common. If you're reading this, you probably, I was gonna get really crass no, there for a second. <laughs> it's still Walmart. I, yeah, though, I pulled so. it back, I pulled it back, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Anyways, um, Marcus Aurelius, yeah. And think about what he's saying, we're all these like bags of neuroses and insecurities. Mm -hmm. But that's being reflected back onto you, because it's like your image of yourself is bouncing off of the, let's say in this case, John, right? What John is thinking of me and comes back to me and then informs my image of myself. But John's up, you see what I'm saying? So when and, and John's probably the least up guy, but uh, okay, vicious. one could argue, right? <laughs> uh, but and then it reflects back on you. So no wonder, like your vision of yourself is filled with all of these insecurities, yeah. et cetera, because the dude who the people who gave it to you are themselves filled with tons and tons of insecurities yeah. and issues, and, and by the way, they don't necessarily want you to succeed. Right now, some of you, some people in your life are wonderful, et cetera, and they give you positive reinforcement, and they genuinely care about you, love you, and are happy and proud of your success. But not most people. Yeah. Okay. Most people find themselves competitive with you Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, right or wrong, and they might even be good friends. They might even be, and they might not have bad intent. But it's kind of a drive that a lot of folks have: nature, knee-jerk, right? And so that bad, like. That a bad impression is then bounces back to you, and then informs who you are. Yeah. Jesus, think about how toxic that is.
1: Well, can I make the most obvious connection? Yeah, this is like Twitter is the most extreme version of that.
0: Oh yeah, you are yeah,
1: self-selecting yeah. into giving access to you to like. There's there's some good Twitter, but like dog rates. Other than that, the most messed up people in the country. Who are like their identity is aggressively attacking anyone who disagrees with them, even a little bit, assuming they're real in the first place. Um, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Although I'm the only. Oldest- and we think that it's generalizable. I think the stat is something like it's like the percentage of people in America who have never sent a tweet about politics is like 96%. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah.
1: Like what and I like it. I do it. I'm on Twitter all day long. And you know, that's where the people who are in some respects most interested in politics. You know, I I would argue there are other people who are like out like organizing and you know activists and all that all day. Um arguably more valuable. Um but we assume that what we're seeing is representative either of humanity
0: or of America. See, that's why I think I'm one of the very rare people who actually enjoys Twitter mm-hmm. because I do not make that assumption. Mm-hmm. I think that it's I I expect the worst of America yeah. on Twitter. So anytime something positive breaks out on Twitter I'm like, "Huh. Look at that." Yeah. Waffles. Well, the sad thing is that's where you have to go, <laughs>
1: waffles, are you talking about the corgi? Yeah,
0: no, I just oh. like anything positive, I was like mm. waffles. Mm. <laughs> waffles. And I make uh, a lot of big ones and I make a lot of little ones. Well if you're talking about waffles, that sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, but you have to go on there to talk to the good people, okay. but it is like, it's like wading through this endless swamp.
0: Yeah, no, so one- Drain it. Um, I'm amused by the swamp. So, like, I'm amused by the left wing who yells at me. I'm amused by the right wing who yells at me. Centrists uh, and, yell at you. Oh, and the centrists who yell at me are the funniest. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't believe you want to change anything <laughs> when things are great. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. You know, your ideas are radical. This idea of giving everybody health care and increasing their wages—it's un-American. Okay, if you say so. Um, so, but you know, look. So this is going to be the unbearable part, which is always fun. Uh, no, I, and I and I mentioned this because I can't stop talking about it. Uh, I probably, I think, on a previous old school, like the other day, Don Cheadle retweeted me, hmm. and I was like, "Well, that's it. Good night, and good luck." Okay. I have never gotten the Cheadle retweet. I yeah, think I got a like once on a reply to his thing, which is the lowest bar. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then he like quoted my tweet and said something, and then I said wow. something. We're, I'm going back with fucking Don Cheadle. Are you me? Oh, That's by the way, cool.
1: you did. However, you said you know that you really like Twitter. Don Cheadle likes Twitter.
0: Yeah. That guy tweets about politics all day long. <laughs> and, and and so does Jeffrey Wright, although he and yeah. I had a little bit of a beef back in 2016. I'm not surprised, you yes. would not get along. Um, but but I ju- love him as an actor. He's too good. He's so amazing. He's gonna amazing. be a big
1: part of the next Bond movie. I just I want him to like me on Twitter, even though I know that it's never gonna happen because he doesn't like Bernie or anything yeah. like that.
0: Oh, he's okay. So good. So by the way, you know the other guy who loves Twitter? This guy right here, John Iadarola. I'm calling I know, you out. I I'm calling you out. You know, so no one fucking subtweets quicker than this guy, <laughs> and and that's his like calling card. He's in like 78 articles. No, it is. It is. I'm not. Oh even. no no no. That's, no. that's no 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 no. That's not subtweeting. No, whatever. That I know means. what you're talking about. It's not subtweeting. Oh, I don't know. I'm
1: a boomer. First what is of all, that? you're talking about like. Insulting replies to people.
0: Yeah, the reply. So like Eric you got Trump. good reply okay, game.
1: I do, but I'm no. I'm not the best. You know who's the
0: best. Klippenstein.
1: Klippenstein is an assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brutal. I will, no matter what happens. I will always be nice to Ken Klippenstein,
0: if only so that he doesn't turn his death ray on me. No, but you know what? Since you guys are both Young Turks. An argument could be made that you guys are the new Crassus theme brothers. So so already well, he is. He already is. he is. Because, he's the third. Yeah, because people joke around about how he's a third because you know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but now that they're dead and and he needs a brother, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying you're right there for I mean you're do you like him. Yeah, and you like him, you're both part of the network. You know how I think of him? And maybe this is mythologizing him
1: too much, but it's like, um, so Batman had a secret file on every member of the Justice League on how he would kill them if he had to, despite all their secret powers. Oh, and whatever. I didn't know that. If it's I had to is. kill Superman, if I had to kill Wonder Woman, whatever. And there's, I don't remember the rapper, but there's a rapper who says every time a new rapper comes up, he writes the rap that will end their career.
0: Oh, I like, like that like guy, a, like a, like a, you know, we gotta look that up, I love that. I don't that. remember who,
1: and I'm literally the worst person to try to remember. But <laughs> I think I think that that's Ken. I think his <laughs> particular insight into psychology is what digital button to press
0: that will shred a person. I love that you just made Ken Kloppenstein Batman. <laughs> <laughs> mm, he's got files. Yeah, uh, although if you do beat him, then you can say to him, I was wondering what would break first, your spirit? Oh, about body. So, so John is quoted in like seventy-eight different articles because everybody's doing the articles. where Twitter says this. Yes. But they got to do it quick. So when they go on to find out what people said on Twitter, John has like this is the longest stretch that John has ever left a Twitter machine. Okay, that's <laughs> true. But and so like it'll be like date night with his now fiance, uh, sort of wife. Did you guys get did you, what did you elope? No, we, I heard you I saw you I called her wife before. Yeah, what? I
1: can't I can't go into details. It's a very it's a very personal family thing, but we are from certain definitions married.
0: Okay.
1: The, wait, that sounds dirty actually. That's not yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um through certain official definitions we were married and very soon
0: we will be married under all definitions. I think it's like a TYT thing. I think Anna and Christian eloped, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's not what we did. Uh Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna pull up up the clips video and say, "I don't uh, don't know what this is." Okay, so okay. Anyways, um, so since John is on Twitter at all times, like even on date nights with his wife, um, (laughs) so like all the articles would be like, "All right," and then Bob said this, and you know, and Jimmy Carter said this, and then Mm -hmm. of course John Iderola said that, Mm -hmm. and people are like, "Why is John in this article?" (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it'll be impossible for
1: me to ever get Newsweek to be like, look at this, this historic analysis of all of the things that Joe Biden has said and done in regards to the war with Iraq and what has Bernie Sanders has done, a comparison and contrast of them. They won't do that, but they used part of my tweet as the headline for a thing slamming Eric Trump.
0: No, absolutely, John. does all these great pieces on damage report. No one cares. No, like you no one try cares. to get John on mainstream media, nobody cares. Nope. They're like, ooh, look at his tweet. Mm, <laughs> he Slammed him. <laughs> he slammed him. <laughs> okay, so Kenny clips. Uh, I forgot the origin of this. Like his cat died or something. You might. Oh, I
1: know the video you're talking about. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Was it his cat died or something? I. I don't remember. Maybe his dog, his beloved dog. No, wait, I
1: thought it was because Harry
0: Cherry became a Republican again. Oh, Maybe that's what wrong. it is. That's okay, what it yes. is. No, 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 He's right, he's right. So um so there was this guy that apparently Ken talked into becoming a progressive <laughs> who was a right winger. Wait, but online. do you know
1: how he talked him into it?
0: Uh, subtweeting? Because he destroyed him more than anyone's <laughs> ever been destroyed before. Oh, really? It was
1: like he took Batman. Or Superman broke him over his knee. So he just kept saying, he kept like DMing, like the guy who DM him, he wants some sort of information or whatever, and he would just respond, "Is your name really Harry Cherry?" Mm-hmm. And so everybody, because Kenny, Ken has a big following. Everything this guy would tweet would get a million. "Is your name really Harry Cherry?" Until eventually, Harry's like, "Please, Uncle, tell them to stop asking if my name is Harry Cherry."
0: Okay, you know, so here's- And it was effective. So here's another fascinating phenomenon about Twitter, right? Uh, Which is that um, uh, I have 400,000 followers on Twitter, okay? Mm -hmm, Damn. I just passed that. Uh, By the way, I looked up search and immediately Ken Clevenstein came up. (laughs) I didn't have to type in K, I didn't have to type in anything, right? He's always trending nationally. Always trending. He has about 145,000 followers. Okay so he's been raising fast. But I know but that's like a third of mine but he's so much more popular on mm-hmm. Twitter. I mean, like far more than me and I only have a little bit more
1: than him like 50, less than 50% more.
0: Yeah, like my tweets are like they do well, they do well right mm-hmm. and Ken like tweets like Hey, everybody, happy hump day. They're like, 40,000 retweets. Yeah. Like What? I didn't they, even, I didn't even understand him. that, right? They love him. So anyway, he converts Harry Cherry to a progressive, he breaks him, His spirit, and his body. <laughs> uh, and then apparently Harry Cherry then went back to being a right winger. So everybody's joking about how Ken lost his son. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so then I don't know how the f- they did this. I think it was Jordan Yule that did this. Oh, I know how, I know how. Okay. It's a cameo, I think is the thing it's called. That is the most Internet thing that has ever <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah. So now, normally we don't like to tease you guys, but uh, John's gonna tell us how they got Tommy Lauren and, yeah. and Gilbert Gottfried, uh, if you're if you a member cuz we're, we're done with the hour, I'm sorry. And I'm gonna tell you like about clearing your head, uh, I, I hadn't finished the so thought. So we'll do uh-huh. all that in the last portion of Old School, that's just for members, tyt.com slash join. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com join.